Well, good morning, East Tennessee. Welcome to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, co-owner, founder of His Security and Technology. I hope you guys enjoyed your early Christmas present. We had uh, Miss Dawn Steimer back in the house while I was on a little <clears throat> gallivant. Um, enjoying some family time, enjoying some family time. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving, enjoyed some family time of your own. You know, it's... Uh, I often wonder why we have to just try to cram in being kind and loving and generous into a month and a half out of the year. I just don't get it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll work on change. Maybe we'll work on that. You know, uh, <clears throat> Thanksgiving was very special for me this year. We uh, one of the things that I have asked of the remaining parents that are living in our family is I want to know what's on the bucket list. And uh, my mom was the first to jump in and she said, I want to see the Rockettes. So uh, that was my absence. We were in New York City and I got to see the Rockettes. It was pretty spectacular, actually. So uh, anyway, if you're up and looking out the window, it may look a little uh, dense, a little foggy outside. Uh, but you know what? Nice, comfortable outside this morning. So grab you a cup of coffee, enjoy, sit back. We've got a great show in store for you this morning. There are always things going on around East Tennessee. Today is no different. There are so many things downtown for the Christmas season. Ice skating on Market Square, the Elf on the Shelf scavenger hunt, the Peppermint Trail, The Old North Knoxville Historic Neighborhood is hosting its 33rd annual Victorian Homes Tour from 4 to 9 tonight. Cherokee Caverns is celebrating Christmas in the cave for the next three weekends. And Shadrach's Christmas Wonderland has moved to a new location this year. They are now in the parking lot of Soaky Mountain Water Park off of Highway 66 in Sevierville. For events of happenings around town, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. Well, as I mentioned, oh, I guess a month or two ago, we're uh, a few of the small changes that we're doing around here is we're going to take one Saturday a month and we are going to focus on nonprofit organizations. We have so many amazing organizations here uh, in East Tennessee and throughout our great country, actually, but they they need not just need your help, but they you need to know about them. There are so many organizations that do so many things to be able to help people, families. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And we wanted to make sure that we were able to shine a spotlight on our local organizations and the local folks around here that are working every single day, not just a month and a half out of the year every single day to make a difference in the impact in our community and in lives of others. So with that being said, the holidays are here. There's a joyous time, but for some people, it can also be a sad time when we think of loved ones we've lost or when a financial crisis means our Christmas celebration won't be all that we wished it could be. On today's show, we're going to talk, well, with a couple of nonprofits who are working to ease the pain for people in our community who are going through hard times. My first guest is the president of the United Veterans Council of East Tennessee. 
His goal this Christmas is to make sure every veteran who's buried in Knox County will have their grave decorated for the holidays. It's part of a bigger movement called Reese Across America, and it's a great way you can honor veterans who died protecting this great freedoms that you have in this amazing country to live. I welcome in Chris Albrecht this morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Scott. Thanks for having me. Man, it's great. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. As as I mentioned to you when we met in the parking lot this morning, uh, I recall you spoke at our Rotary Club last year. Yeah. Um, and and very, it's such an exciting organization, in my opinion. Um, what you do is is phenomenal. So, Chris, tell us. Tell us a little bit about you, and, well, how'd you get into this? How did I get into this? Like you get into most things. Somebody drags you in kicking and screaming, <laughs> and once you get there, you love it. <laughs> That's right. But I, I'm a veteran, and I got involved in a couple of different veteran organizations, Vietnam Veterans of America chapter here in mm-hmm. town. Got involved with that, and then uh, another group spun off a few years ago called the United Veterans Council of East Tennessee. Um. Our mission is to encourage collaboration between established veteran organizations, support groups, and individuals that have a desire to support veteran causes. But within that, we have three projects of our own, Wreaths Across America probably being the mm. biggest, most visible that uh, that we carry yeah. on with. That, uh, in, that in itself, you know, after you spoke at our club, I was amazed to really learn about the organization in – learn about what you guys do but it caused me to do some further research and as i learned more about reads across america just to see how impactful how huge it is well this is a nationwide deal this is just knoxville but uh in knoxville it's it's taken on a life of its own Uh, a number of years ago i don't remember which year it was um uh, knox county mayor at that time was tim burchett And Tim was trying to push this wreaths across Mm -hmm. America thing, and he was term limited. He knew he wasn't going to be mayor much longer, and he approached us to see if we would take over for him to make sure it didn't die on the vine. And, of course, it took us about a nanosecond to say, yeah, we'll do that, (laughs) and uh, we've taken off running. Right now, we've – this is – I feel very confident that this will be the third year in a row that we will have enough wreaths to honor – every veteran in our three veteran cemeteries. Wow. And that makes Knoxville kind of special because we have three veteran cemeteries. Some places like Nashville don't even have one. Right. So we've got roughly 20,000 veterans between those three cemeteries that we'd like to honor with a wreath on National Wreaths Across America Day. Wow, 20,000. Yeah. And the thing that's really kind of staggering is the uh, current – the active cemetery, the state cemetery out on East Governor John Severe Highway mm-hmm. up against French Broad River, they have anywhere from 15 to 20 funerals per week. So, wow. You know, nobody's leaving the cemetery. There's just people coming in all the time. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is the one place you can uh, you can count on that you're not leaving. Yeah. Oh, man. So you, so you, your organization is working with Reese Across America to make sure that Every one of the cemeteries here, every one of the veteran cemeteries are covered really, exactly. with a wreath. To make sure every one of those veterans is honored. And that's that's the whole thing. Wreaths Across America's motto is remember, honor, and teach. 
Mm-hmm. So what we're doing, we're remembering all those veterans who have since passed on that yeah. are in those cemeteries. Yeah. And, Scott, we've carried it beyond the uh, three veteran cemeteries. We've got people that have uh, gotten us involved with, there's a lot of veterans buried in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, mm-hmm. and we're trying to honor those veterans uh, and remember them. Um, and a lot of other smaller cemeteries around town are saying, hey, we've got veterans. We want to do that, too. So it's it's really taken off and wow. taken on a life of its own here. But the real crux is the fact this is a grassroots effort. There's yeah. no state or federal funding mm. for this. It's strictly donations from individuals. Somebody will you know, sponsor a wreath. Yeah. Somebody else may sponsor 10. We've got some corporate sponsors that really help make a difference. But it's everybody pitching in. This is a community-wide uh, project. Well, and... I mean, let's face it, this is, this touches our entire community. You know, there's, there's probably not a family in existence who at least there is not at least one member of our military service who is a veteran who has been laid to rest. Yeah. Every family, you know, it might be immediate family. It might be, well, my uncle or my granddad or somebody like that, but everybody can identify with a veteran. And one of the important things too is, uh, the teach component of the remember honor teach uh, motto and that's making kids realize the number of people that have served their country Mm -hmm. and you bring kids out to help place wreaths on december 16th and their jaw drops open all these people are were veterans you know it's it's kind of mind-boggling hard to get your head around yeah it so which which cemetery is the largest that we have here in the knoxville area good question the largest is the oldest Knoxville National Cemetery. We have two state cemeteries and a national cemetery. The National Cemetery is on Tyson Street, just off of Central, up uh, just north of downtown. If you know where the uh, uh, Old Gray Cemetery is, this is right smack next to it. But there's a little, we'll call it just right around 9,000 buried in that one cemetery. The first interment was in 1863 during the Civil War. That's when that uh, cemetery started. Wow. And Okay, here's a bit of trivia. All right. Uh, Those of you listening today can't see Scott sitting here, but he's wearing an orange hat. Well, what's orange mean? Well, we typically think, you know, the Vols. Well, one of the luminaries buried in that uh, Knoxville National Cemetery is General Robert Neeland. The term general came because he was a general in the Army, and he's buried in that veteran cemetery. Wow. And and to think your organization gets to honor him every year with a wreath. We get to honor him and every other. You know, mm. No veteran is more important than another one. That's right. That's right. Some every- of them served in war. Some of them served in peacetime. But they all put on the country's uniform and served. And we want to honor them with a wreath. And that's what Wreaths Across America is mm. all about. Wow. Chris, we're going to take a short break. But if you're listening this morning, I, I bet you're you're thinking like I am. How in the world do you get all those wreaths placed on all of those headstones or on those grave sites? Well, when we come back, we're going to tell you how that happens, and we're going to tell you how you can help. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. If you're just now joining us, my guest this morning is Chris Albrecht with Reads Across America. Um, we were talking a little bit about uh, 
Well, what what Reads Across America is and how it works a little, and we're going to dive into that a little bit more. But if you need to get some more information or find out how you can help and be a part of making sure that our veterans are honored this Christmas with a wreath, you can go to their website, knoxwreaths.org. That's knoxwreaths.org. You can find all the information about the cemeteries that um, will be being served where our veterans lie. You can learn about really what Reese Across America is, and and maybe you'll be like me, and you'll dive in there and and realize the just the breadth of what this organization really is um, across our country. It it really is amazing. As always, there's more than meets the eye. There is always more than meets the eye. Hey, if you've got questions or comments, you can give us a call or shoot us a text eight six five six five six eight two five five. That's 865-656-8255. I'm sure there's many veterans listening this morning. You didn't tell me there was going to be a quiz, Scott. Hey, I've got to have a little secret every once in a while, all right? i got I got to have a little something extra. So, Chris, again, I, I just I really appreciate you being here because it, it's so important what you guys do uh, through this program in, in honoring – those that have been laid to rest but as you mentioned before the teaching component yeah the teach thing is really big um and getting the kids involved and letting them see start educating them the fact you know we toss around slogans like well freedom isn't free Hmm. let them see how many people have served the country and they're not seeing all of them by any stretch it's just a just a scratch on the surface there's a lot of veterans that are buried in local cemeteries in family plots and so forth and unless the family takes the initiative to honor them with that uh that wreath and this is about honor this this isn't about decorating for christmas this is honoring veterans it just happens to be at this time of year right and it uh you know it works out so the event the the decorating is i assume across the entire country this happens vocabulary scott it's not decorating it's honoring. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, so, this does this occur on one particular day at the same time across the country? How does this? How does that work? A number of years ago, Congress actually declared National Wreaths Across America Day, and this year that falls on Saturday, December sixteen. Hmm. And all three of our local veteran cemeteries and every veteran cemetery across the country that participates in this. We'll have a ceremony that starts at noon on December 16th. Immediately following that cemetery, uh, excuse me, immediately following that ceremony, uh, we will begin placing the wreaths. And an important part of placing the wreaths, and I, I mentioned honoring those people, mm-hmm. one thing that's really critical that we stress upon the volunteers that come out, and we try to get them to take this, you know, as seriously as possible, we want them to place that wreath against the headstone. And then stand up, take a step back, and say that veteran's name out loud. Hmm. See, there's an old saying that goes along with this. They say a person dies twice. The first time when they take their final breath, and then again later when their name is no longer spoken Hmm. out loud. So that is why we ask volunteers to stand and honor that person. I've seen veterans 
doing this where they'll stand up, they'll render a hand salute, say that person's name out loud, say thank you for your service, move on to the next one. Wow. So it's all about honoring. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, you know, it, I mentioned at the start of the show how I went to New York City, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, you can't go to New York City without going to the 9-11 Memorial. Yeah, I haven't and, seen that yet. And, and you know, it, it, my stepfather, he was a Vietnam veteran from the Navy. And, uh, you, you know, you uh, there's just no way to show enough respect and honor to those who have served our great country. I, I agree with you 100%, and sometimes words just fail. Yeah. It, it's hard to put it put into words what you're thinking. It, it, it really is. It really is. And um, so I, with that, again, my, my appreciation to you and what you do um, for our veterans and, and, of course, with you guys taking up and spearheading the Reese Across America here in Knoxville, that's it's truly an quite honor. amazing. It's truly an honor to do it. So how can people be a part of this? What are what are some of the ways that people can help? Well, there's several ways. We, we touched on the fact that National Wreaths Across America Day is Saturday, December 16th. Uh, the public can come out and help place wreaths. The parking situation at the cemeteries is such that, uh, for example, there's a state cemetery on Lions View Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, right across the road from Lakeshore Park. Parking is going to be in Lakeshore Park. There'll be shuttles to bring you over to the cemetery. Uh, the cemetery out on Governor John Sevier Highway, same thing. Chapman Utility District has a huge parking lot that they let us use. And then the people that are volunteers will be shuttled into the cemetery. There just didn't room enough for right. all the volunteers that show up. And they do show up by the hundreds. It's amazing how organic it is. People get the word. They want to come out and, and participate. Now, some of the other ways to participate, and frankly, every bit as important or more important, is uh, sponsorship of wreaths. To sponsor a wreath is $17. A couple of cups of coffee from uh, Starbucks. Yeah, right. But uh, the point is, it's a grassroots effort, and it's this way across the country where it's all done with donations from individuals, from corporations, from whoever has a heart to donate to honor veterans. Wow. All right. And, and one more thing is yeah. spreading the word. It's Tell your friends and neighbors, hey, have, you need to sponsor a wreath. Yeah, that's right. So all right, here's my real quiz. Okay. So do you know approximately how many wreaths were placed last year across the country? Across the country. That's that's a, a real good question. I had that number. It's over 2 million. I was thinking uh, in my dive of research, I was somewhere at the number 2.3 million somewhere yeah. sticks out in my head. Like I say, a little over 2 million. So I think I passed your quiz. You, you did. Okay. You did. You did amazing. You know, up in Arlington National Cemetery where this got started, there's there's over a quarter million veterans yeah. buried there. Yeah. And if you haven't been there, that place is awesome. It is. Uh, it is really um it's just amazing um there's no way in my opinion how you can't stand there and just look out and and not have your heart wrenched you'll you'll be moved you You certainly will be moved and one thing that's important to remember about all these veterans that are buried some of them are war heroes some of them are killed in action 
but the vast majority weren't. The yeah. vast majority served their country. They came home. They started families. Uh, they sold insurance. You know, they had careers right. and died as as old men or old women and were buried in the veteran cemetery because they earned that right to be buried there yeah. by serving. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, my stepfather was, uh, you know, he earned earned that right yeah. uh, as well. And um, it, in, it very well earned, yeah. very well earned. I mean, regardless of what part or how your military experience have, had gone um it uh it, it's a huge part right no yeah. matter what even in times of peace there's yeah. a lot of work to be done there's always work to be done that readiness in case war you know we learned a lesson on december 7th mm-hmm. in 1941 when the japanese attacked pearl harbor yeah. we were not on a war footing whatsoever and so that readiness is always important another thing that a lot of people don't re- realize it's a very, very small percentage of those who serve in the military that are actually in combat. Mm-hmm. There's far more people behind the scenes, you know, supplies, you know, bullets and beans is, is what we would call it. You know, you've <laughs> got to eat, you've got to have the ammunition, you got yeah. all that support that is required for that small percentage that is out there actually, you know, in harm's way. Well, it's like most things, right? It it's only as good as the support system behind it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and it, your support to to the to the fallen and and to the deceased, to the veterans who have been laid to rest, um, obviously through the program it reads across America is is just amazing. Um, I, I know that there are many that have been laid to rest who don't have family around to be able to honor them. And it's just amazing, obviously, that you guys have a way to do that. Um, And if you have not been able to take part or be a part of what Chris and his team does for Reese Across America, now's a great time. Uh, Again, December the 16th is Reese Across America Day. So go to knoxreese.org. That's knoxreese.org you can find out how you can donate how you can be a part uh how you can volunteer and well it's very simple share that website with your friends your neighbors your loved ones that's exactly right knoxreese.org we can't say that enough it's not that hard is it hey something else that's uh that can move people if they don't have an opportunity to come out and help place wreaths drive by any of those cemeteries after the wreaths have been placed and it'll take your breath away when you see row after row after row of those white marble headstones with that uh, dark green wreath sitting against them. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it uh, words, words fail again. You just have to see it. Yes, yeah, and I and I have only seen pictures. Yeah, and this whole thing started with a picture, and it's uh, is amazing. All right, so I want to hear about that. But when we come back, we're going to take a short break. But I want to hear about how this did start. And uh, I want to hear about that picture. Hey, if you've got comments for us, maybe you're a veteran listening this morning. Maybe you're a family member of of a veteran. You need some more information or maybe you just have your own amazing story to share. We want to hear from you. 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. 
We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We are talking nonprofits this weekend, and we're talking Reads Across America, KnoxReads.org. That's KnoxReads.org. I have Chris Albright, Albrecht in here this morning with us, and uh, Chris is a veteran of the United States Navy, and... Um, well, I, I guess you're you're so many things to, especially to our veterans here in the area, um, and your organization has taken on the Reads Across America here in Knoxville. That's one of our three big projects, yes, sir. So, before we talk about, I do want to hear about your other projects, by the way. But happy before, to tell you before we get there. Before we went to break, you mentioned this all started with a picture. Yeah. I I just got to hear this story. Well, it actually started before the picture. The picture is an integral part of the story. But um, I'm not sure when it was. It was probably late 50s, early 60s. There was a, a paper boy. For those of you who remember what a paper boy uh, is, a kid that brought your paper to I, the front door. I was one of those. So was I. <laughs> we're, we're dating ourselves yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> this 12-year-old paper boy... Um, they had a subscription drive for the Banger, Maine newspaper, and he was the grand prize winner in that subscription drive. His trip was an all-paid uh, trip down to Washington, D.C. to see all the memorials and monuments and so forth, and he saw all the memorials and monuments, and the one thing that impressed him most was Arlington National Cemetery. He saw that, and it really moved him. I mean, this is a 12-year-old boy. Fast forward a bunch of years, uh, Merrill Worcester is the man's name. He's still with us. Uh, he's, he started the Worcester um, Wreath Company of Harrington, Maine, and they made wreaths. That's what they did. They've got fir trees up there that they harvest yeah. the, the stem cuttings off of, make the wreaths out of, a renewable resource because they don't cut the tree down. They just trim it every yeah. three years. But one year, um, I think it was in 1992, he had a surplus of about 5,000 wreaths, and he didn't he didn't know what to do with them. And then suddenly he remembered Arlington National Cemetery <laughs> with the help of uh, who was the lady that was then uh, one of the senators from Maine, Olympia Snow. Uh, with her help, they got permission to take those 5,000 wreaths down to Arlington National Cemetery where they were told, you can place them in this section. It's an older section that doesn't get many visitors. It'd be a nice way to honor those veterans. Well, they did that. He really liked what he saw. And from that year on, he made sure he always had a surplus of wreaths to take down to uh, Arlington National Cemetery. And this this went on quietly until, um, look at my notes, 1992 was the year they had the surplus. And this went on quietly. Nobody paid much attention to it until 2005. Wow. And in 2005, somebody took a photograph of these wreaths against the headstones in Arlington mm -hmm. National Cemetery it had just recently snowed. There's a blanket of snow, these dark green wreaths, the white headstones. It got posted on the Internet and immediately went viral. Wow. They suddenly had thousands of people wanting to know how they could help or how can we do this at our own veteran cemetery. And things really took off 
in a big hurry with that many people seeing that one photograph on the internet. Um, the, the timeline goes in 2006, suddenly there were 150 locations around the country. By 2007, they had so much going on that they actually formed Wreaths Across America, which is a 501c3 nonprofit uh, group. Hmm. And it's it's done nothing but grow since that time to the wow. point now where we talked earlier is like 2.3 million wreaths have been placed around the country. That's uh, it, it, and all from a surplus. All from a paper boy who saw Arlington and was impressed. Yeah, fast forward surplus wreaths. Yeah, and, great story. And somebody who had true. a heart, and for 13 years he just did it quietly and yeah. silently. Until that picture. And now they make a big deal because to cover all the headstones, honor all the veterans in Arlington, it's it's better than 250000 mm. And they have a caravan of trucks that go from uh, uh, Harrington, Maine. It's a little town just outside of Harrington, Maine, a little fly speck on the map. But they they have a parade. They call it a, the largest veterans parade in the country. Wow. They, they take these trucks and they stop at veterans' homes and schools and stuff on the way down to Washington, D.C. when they unload the trucks and then place the wreaths. That is amazing. It now, is amazing. Now, do, do they make all of the wreaths? Every last one of them. Wow. And they've got, actually, I don't know how many acres. They've got forests of these balsam fir trees. And every three years, they shear the tips. That's what they make the wreaths out of. And all the trucks that haul these wreaths around the country, I mean, to California yeah. or wherever, yeah. The trucking is all donated by trucking companies. Yeah. There's like 225 trucking companies involved. My goodness. The drivers are typically chosen by merit because it's an honor to be able to drive yeah. those wreaths. And if you pay attention when you're driving here in town on Interstate 40, don't take your eyes off the road, but sometimes those semis that you see, <laughs> you'll see a little Wreaths Across America logo yeah. on the side, or maybe the whole side of the truck is yeah. uh, decorated. But you know that that's one of the trucks that hauled wreaths, yeah. maybe to here in Knoxville. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually on the uh, not your local site, but the the National Rees Across America mm-hmm. site, and I was looking at the list of the trucking companies ah. and and how many trucks and trips that they donate, and and it I mean it was it was phenomenal. It's huge, and, and locally, uh, our local heroes, uh, the Pilot Flying J Company. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot to support that national effort of getting those trucks out. Yeah. Uh, they, they actually put on a banquet where they feed the uh, truck drivers. And so there's a lot of support and, you know, we get local support from pilot flying J as well as, as we should, since they're a local sure. entity, they set a good corporate example for all you other corporate people out there. Talk to me. You know, it, there you go. Right. There's yeah. a great opportunity. Uh, look, as a, as a business owner, you know, you, you may be finding yourself that, uh, you, well, you're wondering how you can make some last minute donations this year. Yeah. Here's a, here's a great opportunity hey, for you. I'm not an accountant, but Reeves across America is a 501 C three. That's right. And all you got to do, go to knoxreads.org and you, you can go. just take care of it right now. Your credit card, boom, 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 you're done. There you can you, even choose which cemetery you want your wreaths to go to. See, there you go. You, you know, listening to you and and learning more in depth about mm-hmm. really just simply how massive of an undertaking that this is. Yeah. It, staggering it, it's well you know honestly what's the most staggering to me chris is that it is not more prevalent and it's not more well known 
Yeah. Which, again, is why we've decided here on Around the House, we're going to take one Saturday a month and talk with our nonprofits. And that, that's just an awesome thing to do. Because my hat to you for that. Well, you know, it, it, it literally is the, the least of things that I can do. But, you know, with just diving in and looking and seeing the transportation to me, I mean, it blows me away. Yeah, okay? The logistics alone. The logistics and the transportation of this and knowing that, like, as I was reading and, and digging mm-hmm. in and learning about how some of the, the companies in their in their breadth of, to honor our veterans through this program how they've got special trailers that are all wrapped (laughs) that are reads across america to honor our veterans in their process of doing this um and you're using that word more and more since we've been talking honor you're right about honor. you're right i and i appreciate you correcting me on that because that that is that is exactly what it is um you know I could go so many directions with that, but you know, those who have served our great nation, it is an honor. It is yeah. an honor to be be able to have done that. You know, it's interesting you put it that way. As I'll wear a veteran's hat, go to the grocery or go to the you know hardware store, whatever it might be, and Knoxville's is a very veteran centric town. I can very be, much, I can be guaranteed that somebody will come up to me and say, thank you for your service. And that's a little awkward because you don't know how to respond. I finally figured out the response that works for me because I'll just look them in the eye and say, it was an honor to serve. Didn't yeah. realize it at the time maybe, but it was an honor to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, knuckleheads like myself who did not understand the, that honor who in in my past through life you know uh i'm one of the i regret that when i was younger that i didn't take my opportunity Mm -hmm. to serve this great nation i've heard that a few times those of us who served uh during the vietnam era we had you know a little extra Mm -hmm. uh, push on it because (laughs) we had a thing called the draft back then so either you got drafted or, yep. you know, like myself, I was a draft dodger. I dodged the draft by enlisting in the Navy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, that That's a whole nother episode on its own. <laughs> We're not, uh, as I mentioned to you, my, my stepfather was, he was a CB and, uh, yeah. and he was a proud CB. Oh, those um, guys are. Yeah. So, um, you know, just, it, it, you know, but. You mentioned being a little more veteran centric here yes. in, in East Tennessee. Well, one of the things that I I've noticed is that, and I don't know, I don't know when, I don't know if it was post nine eleven. I'm not sure, but our nation became more veteran centric and and aware. Yes, and a, a big thing happened, Scott, during. During Vietnam, it was a very unpopular war, mm, yes, it and was. people would see somebody in uniform and yeah. instantly blame them for what was going on. Yeah, uh, We've grown up as a society. We can separate the warrior from the policy. Yeah, You may not like the war that was going on in Afghanistan, for example, but if you saw a soldier, you recognized his sacrifice mm-hmm. or her sacrifice, and, and you we thank them now, yeah. and that's a much better place to be. Yeah, yeah, and, and I will just, I'm just going to say this. Um, before we take a break, but 
seeing just the change in 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 how my stepfather was able to portray and to be honored mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of being a veteran through growing up and seeing that shift in our nation and in in our communities yeah um was amazing to me because I think for me, when he passed away, he he was able to be more honored in the remaining days of his life. Yes, it means a lot. Because he was able to he's be... not hiding it anymore. No, he's not hiding it. He was able to be public about the fact that he was a Vietnam veteran. Hey, let me throw something in since you mentioned Vietnam veteran. And I said, you know, people will say thank you for your service. If you see a guy wearing a vietnam veteran hat don't say welcome home walk up to them shake their hand look them in the eye and say welcome home because that's what never happened back then yeah and that means so much more to vietnam veterans to be welcome home yes well you you said it best um i think we grew up yeah as a nation so um, with that, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, I'm going to have Chris tell us um, about some of the other things that you can do to help support them through their other two causes um, for uh, supporting our veterans here locally in the Knoxville area. Again, Reese across, uh, Reese across America, you can find them locally, knoxreeves.org. That's knoxreeves.org. If you got comments, questions, give us a call. Shoot us a text, 865-656-8255. We'll be right back here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp, co-owner and founder of His Security and Technology here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I'm speaking with Mr. Chris Albrecht. Uh, Chris, it, it's been so, it it's been an honor actually to to have time to spend with you this morning. And oh, um, mine. Uh, you know, just knowing about the amazing things that you do in your organization. Uh, obviously, we're talking Reese across America right now. So, one thing I do want to make sure I mention to you: it's it's very important that. If you are going to support those locally here, that you go to knoxreese.org. Yes. Um, there is a National Reese Across America website, but if you go there, your Reese are going to be distributed wherever. Wherever the need is, yeah. So are stingy. We want them in, in Knoxville. Yes, we want them in Knoxville. So I, I do, I want to stress why that's important because this is, uh, how many years in a row have you been able to cover every headstone? We're real close this year. I've got a strong feeling we're going to make it, and this will be the third year, only the third year that we've honored all the veterans in our three cemeteries. And early on when we took this over, maybe a quarter of them. Wow. It was just not that many. And so word is getting out. People are recognizing what Wreaths Across America is all about, thanks to people like yourselves that are, you know, you're willing to put a spotlight on it. Yeah. It's very appreciated because we can honor that, you know, honor every veteran one thing we don't want to have happen we don't want that volunteer that's placing a wreath that volunteer's got the last wreath available and they look around and there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of uh, headstones that could still use a wreath how do they choose which one to honor 
mm-hmm. we don't want to put them in that spot, so we want to have enough to honor them all. Honor them all. Yeah. That's right. And you can help. Just yes. simply go to knoxwreaths.org. That's knoxwreaths.org. Um, Chris, I, I know your organization does many of things, and Reese Across America is just one of them. Tell us quickly about the other two primary the biggies yeah causes that you well, you support one of those is going on right now because it's saturday morning every saturday morning in knoxville there is well throughout the course of the month there are 10 of these there's free veterans breakfast i said free <laughs> that's the most powerful word in advertising <laughs> uh if you're a veteran i don't care what era i don't care what your gender is i don't care what branch of the service i don't care if you are officer or enlisted These veteran breakfasts are open to all veterans. And the food is good, but it's not about the food. It's about Mm -hmm. the camaraderie. It's about veterans getting together. And uh, this morning, for example, Elks Lodge on Lonas Drive, uh, there's a veterans breakfast going on. Mm -hmm. And that's a big deal to us. It's expensive because, you know, free doesn't mean free. It's free to you as a veteran to come eat and and hang out. But uh, we have sponsors for that. Uh, sometimes it's individuals that just love veterans. Sometimes it's companies that want to support those breakfasts, you know, and if you're interested in that, yeah, $400 will sponsor our breakfast, uh, at Elks Lodge this morning. I expect there'll be at least a hundred people there. It's wow. a, it's a, it's really catching on and a lot of people are, are coming out. And, um, so that, that's a big, important one to us. And that's about the camaraderie. And that's important because we've heard the number bandied about of 22 veteran suicides a day. And that's just an unthinkable number, and it's probably low. But too many guys and women, it's its both, they'll come home from Iraq or Afghanistan mm. or, or maybe it's, it was Vietnam and they're still chasing down those ghosts. Yeah. But they're isolated. Yeah. If they can be with people that they can look in their eye and, you know, been there, done that. Right. They can open up and really, it, it's therapeutic. It is. So those breakfasts are very important to us to keep those things going. And then the other thing that we've got is a, a traveling memorial called Salute to Tennessee's Fallen. And this traveling memorial um, honors those who have been killed in action since 9-11. So it's more the modern era. And anybody that was from Tennessee that, uh, you know, we try to get them all. There's some we've missed undoubtedly, but uh, this memorial... And we try to get this memorial into schools. Again, that teach component, let kids understand. And um, that, that's our other biggie is that salute to Tennessee's fallen and getting that out to as many people as possible. So what's the best way for folks to contact your organization? Obviously, you've the Reads Across America at knoxreads.org. Um, but let's, what, what if one of our listeners wants to be able to help participate in a breakfast or – Call me. Just call you. Call me. My right. telephone number is 865-207-4294. Call me. And if I don't have the right answer, I'll put you on to who does. That's amazing. Well, um, be, before we wrap out, we're gonna we're pushing our topic of the day a little bit here. But uh, one of the things that I do want to mention is that not only do you place the wreaths, but you have to go collect the we wreaths. We have to pick them up. That's not the pretty part of the deal, but on... On January 13th, we'll reconvene at those cemeteries and pick up those wreaths and uh, have them hauled off. Well, Chris, I, I I can't thank you enough. And 
for what you do for our veterans. Um, and, and thank you for correcting me and helping me to use the right term because honor, honor is the term. absolutely the Word right the term. Day, honor. That's right. And if you're listening, you can help us honor the fallen. Yes. Help us to honor those through Reeds Across America. Go to knoxreeds.org and, uh, well, go support go support this wonderful cause and, um, well, do your part. Thanks for shining a light on it, Scott. This has been an awesome morning. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We are going to take a short break here at the top of the hour, and when we come back, we're going to, well, I'm not telling you now. I'll tell you when we come back about our second nonprofit for this Nonprofit Saturday. We'll be right back here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We are entering hour number two. If you're just joining me this morning, thank you. Thank you for joining in and listening. Uh, Our first guest this morning, um, well, it was an honor. It was an honor in a lot of ways. But Mr. Chris Albrecht, um, talking about Reese across America, go to knoxreese.org and you can, uh, well, honor those and make sure that every veteran has a wreath on their headstone through the season. Um, You know, one of the things that we talk about at this time of year uh, is, well, is our topic of the day, which I didn't get to in the first hour, so I'll hit it real fast. Uh, Porch Pirates. Let's face it, shopping online at Christmas keeps growing in popularity. You knew it was big when the stores added Cyber Monday to all the Black Friday sales. But online purchases bring packages, deliveries that sit on your doorstep. And those unsecure boxes are too tempting for porch pirates to pass up. So how do you keep the Grinch from stealing your Christmas gifts? First steps to cut down on the amount of time deliveries, sit on the porch. Use package tracking information from the post office, USPS, FedEx, or whoever is delivering the package. Find out when they're going to be delivered. Get notifications that they are delivered and try to make arrangements to get those packages off of the doorstep. You can opt in for a required signature so that the delivery person has to get a signature to leave that package. Obviously, we all know the uh, downside to that. But you can utilize some of the other things like Amazon Storage Locker or package delivery uh, drop sites. Or one of the other things you can do is contact your local pros at His Security Technology and Well, get a video doorbell camera and use today's advanced analytics to be able to identify when that package was dropped on the step, if it was removed from the step. Uh, One of the things that I really love about my system is that, well, when that package is delivered, if uh, I can speak to whoever is delivering that package through my doorbell and I have the ability right from the app, right from that conversation to be able to open a garage door, I could even open the front door and let them put the package inside. Um, there's a lot of things that we can do, but just be mindful, right? Be mindful. Um, there's a lot going on this time of year for a lot of people. And, um, we want to make sure that you have a very happy and safe holiday. And, uh, you know, let's try to avoid some of those things. Anyway, I'm sure y'all have your own porch pirate stories, but there's many ways to avoid it. And let's just think about how we can protect ourselves so uh, as we get into the second hour again, I hope that you enjoyed Don Steimer back in the house a couple of weeks back, filling in while I was uh, 
enjoying New York City. Um, such a delight. Dawn is such an amazing woman. So glad that she was able to come back and, and share a weekend with you all. Uh, a lot of things going on today. Of course, downtown, there's Christmas season. There's ice skating on Market Square, Elf on the Shelf scavenger hunt, the Peppermint Trail. Or you can go to the old North Knoxville historic neighborhood. They're hosting their 33rd annual Victorian Homes Tour from 4 to 9 tonight. Cherokee Caverns is celebrating Christmas in the cave for the next three weekends. And Shadrach's Christmas Wonderland has moved to a new location this year. They are now in the parking lot of Soaky Mountain Water Park, right off of Highway 66 in Sevierville. For more events happening around town, go to visitnoxville.com. That's visitnoxville.com. Well, again, the holidays are here. They're a joyous time. But for some people, it can also be a sad time. When we think of loved ones we've lost or when a financial crisis means our Christmas celebration won't all be that we wanted it to be. On today's show, we're going to talk with, uh, well, another nonprofit here this morning about how they're helping give back in our community at this time. In this hour, we're going to learn about Second Harvest Food Bank. They supply food to more than 600 agencies in 18 counties across East Tennessee to help feed people who would otherwise go hungry. Joining me by phone this morning is the marketing manager of Second Harvest Food Bank, Madison Arman. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing awesome. Doing great. That first segment segment was really cool to hear about this morning. I enjoyed that. Uh, I will tell you, Chris is a, Chris is a dynamic speaker, especially when you start getting him talking about his passion. Um, so uh, I'm glad you're listening. How are you feeling, by the way? Oh, I'm doing much better. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I know the uh, the original plan was for you to be here in studio, and I know that, uh, well, you took under the weather, so um, just thank you for being able to at least make the call in and, and continue to share about what great things Second Harvest Food Bank does. Of course. Thank you so much for being accommodating and, and letting me still be able to come on here and talk about, talk about our nonprofit. So tell us a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, most of us know who Second Harvest is, but tell us, who who is Second Harvest Food Bank? What do you guys do, and what are your primary focuses? Absolutely. So Second Harvest Food Bank has been serving East Tennessee for about 40, 41 years now. Um, and there's been some amazing folks that have come before myself to help keep that uh, mission strong here in the community we estimate there's about 230,000 of our neighbors that are currently experiencing food insecurity, which means that they're not sure where their next meal is going to come from. So that's where we step in as a food bank, um, and we serve 18 counties all over East Tennessee through about 630 different partner agencies uh, to make sure that folks that are going without food, uh, that we can make sure that we take care of that need for them. So... You, I mean, you guys are everywhere, obviously. Um, so what are some of the ways that you guys are able to fulfill your purpose? Right. Yeah. So the way a food bank works is you can kind of think of us as like the hub, the warehouse, the distribution center um, that distributes the food to partner agencies. And I like to call our partner agencies kind of like our boots on the ground. They're doing the real hard work for us. They're the ones that are your food pantries, your churches, your shelters, um, who actually open their doors up to folks that are experiencing hunger. 
Um, so they ho- host distributions. Um, they have pantries where you can go and have a shopping experience just like you and I would at the grocery store. Um, you know, we've got children's feeding programs to make sure that our little ones aren't going without. We've got senior programs to make sure that that population um, is being, you know, being taken care of as well. It really is, a, it takes a village for sure, but um, there's plenty of food on this planet. It's just our try to kind of facilitate it into the right hands at the right time. Mm. So I, I, I'm going to ask this question. You may or may not know, but how many, how many partner agencies do you actually have working with you? It, it's, it's well over 636. I know that much at least. And we've got new ones joining us, you know, every day. I like to kind of consider it that if you're in the East Tennessee area and there's an organization that you work with that gives out food or food boxes, um, in one way or another, they are partnering with Second Harvest mm-hmm. Food Bank. And that's what we're, we're there to be that kind of support system and that backbone. Um, you know, we've got, we work with Feeding America, so we've got the buying power, um, to be able to purchase this food at such a much lower cost. Um, that way we can work with our agencies and give that food out to them. Um, so it's, it's, you know, we serve over 180,000 individuals every single month. Um, and so we couldn't do that alone as just the food bank. That's why we, we really mm-hmm. rely on those partners to help us get the food out. So Madison, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm taking an assumption here, but I I assume that this time of year that you have an influx of those in need. Would that be accurate? <laughs> that that is that is super accurate. You know, it's we like to think of the holiday season as a busy season for everyone in a lot of ways. You know, we're out trying to spend time with loved ones. We're, you know, trying to make sure that we can put a nice meal on our on our Thanksgiving and, and then Christmas tables. Um, but then we think about those who struggle to just put a regular meal on your table, you know. And so, um, especially the holidays, it's it's a tough time. This year, especially, everyone, no matter your economic status, has seen, you know, the bills just aren't, aren't going as far as they used to. And so, that's getting, that's really affecting a lot of our neighbors who are all going. So, what we're aiming to do is just to make sure that everyone can have as wonderful of a holiday as possible, but even just taking care of that basic need of being able to put a meal on the table. You know, you've got colder temperatures, meaning your heating bills are going to get a little more expensive. And so those are those are things that we think of, and we don't ever want our neighbors to have to make that difficult decision of, do I pay my electricity bill this month or do I put food on the table? Uh, so we're our aim is to take care of that at least alleviate that one stress um, as we head into the holiday season and then the colder months after that. Mm, Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I've been in positions before in my life that, uh, well, I know what it's like when you got to make some of those tough decisions and, and just being Mm -hmm. able just you guys being able to help alleviate some of that stress or even just being able to provide a meal for somebody just to help, you know, let's face it, <laughs> food is a, is a necessary thing. We've got to have it. And and when, when things are not going well anyways, uh, and when our nutrition starts lacking, it, it affects our mental abilities to function and deal with things properly. And so, you know, I, I know a lot of times we, we overlook that part of it, and, and it's very important. And so I really appreciate what you guys do. And and I'm so glad that we were able to take this second hour to 
to spotlight you guys and and talk about how important your organization is to East Tennessee and and really just quite frankly how much you do. I mean, I know uh, again you you're many people know about Second Harvest Food Bank because you guys are so infiltrated into our communities and we're so grateful for that and I thank you so much for that. Um we are up against a break. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can help. And, um, well, there may be a, a, a special day that your donation may just go a little bit further. So stay tuned with us here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, good morning. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, co-owner and founder of His Security and Technology right here in beautiful East Tennessee. Speaking of beautiful East Tennessee, well, I have a very well-known nonprofit that uh, still needs your help, Second Harvest Food Bank. Uh, you can find them online at secondharvestetn.org. That's Second Harvest etn.org and i'm speaking this morning with madison Harmon of second harvest food bank madison thank you so much for joining us this morning and and sharing really about the amazing organization that that you support um what are some things that that really what are the big needs that you guys have right now honestly it's just keeping the, the shelves stocked at this time of year you know it's um it, the food is leaving our warehouse faster than it's coming in this time of year. And so really just being able to, you know, have food come in through food drives. Um, you know, if you've got any extra cans laying around your house or, you know, you find a couple bucks when you're cleaning out the, the laundry for the week. Um, you know, thinking of your local nonprofit and your local food bank is, is, is something we would encourage this time of year just to help us keep up with that increased need as more and more folks are coming to our doors. So what are some things that we can do in our listeners and, and other organizations, businesses around town? What are some things that we can do to be able to help you guys out? Absolutely. You know, the best way, you know, is a thank you so much for letting us use your platform this morning and just getting the word out is, is huge for us. But we've actually got our uh, largest fundraiser of the year coming up next week. And uh, it's it's pretty unique in the fact that it's called Double Your Donation Day. And so your gift is going to actually be matched. So any dollar that you give to our food bank is going to immediately become $2. Um, thanks to some, some generous sponsors of our, of our food mm-hmm. bank. So on a normal day, we're able to provide three meals uh, for every dollar that's donated to Second Harvest. But on December 7th, that's actually going to be $1 provides six meals. So if, if there was a time to uh, to make your make your donation, it would be on that day if you want it to go twice as far as it normally would. There you go. December 7th, we'll just call it double day from here on out. But this is how <laughs> you can maximize your donation to Second Harvest Food Bank. You know, it, you guys, you, you do so much good, and, and you have so many different programs. And, and honestly, I, I think there's probably a lot of people – um, who are much like myself. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how to, to say it other, you know, and not sound like a, a jerk or a hypocrite myself, but <laughs> you know, the need is, is so much deeper 
than what I think we realize. And in particular, I mean, I'm a dad of two girls, and and I know that mm. one of the programs that you guys offer for the kids, um, you know, they can come and get they they. I mean, I, I can't even fathom it, but they're literally going to pick food up when they leave Friday from school to have enough food to make it through the weekend. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, you're not supposed to have favorites in this world, but I have to say that our Food for Kids program is probably one of my favorites. Um, it really is so impactful. We serve 13,500 kids every single Friday with a bag full of at least 8 to 10 nutritious and kid-friendly foods um, to help those kiddos over the weekend when we're not sure that they're getting proper nutrition at home or at grandmother's house or wherever it is that they're staying um, until they get back to school Monday morning. So that program is vital to our food bank. Um, I, I mean, who's more important than than our kids? They're, they're not able to advocate for themselves. They're not able to, um, you know, if mom and dad are feeling the economic struggles, there's no doubt that the kiddos are too in some way, shape, or form. So, so this program is incredibly vital to um, our, our future, essentially. Well, and I mean, in just just the bare thought of thinking about a a poor kid who has to even have has to even think about or have to have a need to be fulfilled to just have enough food or to have nutritious food to make it through the weekend. Um, I mean, look, I no bones about it. I I've got you know no shame in my game here. I I grew up in as a poor kid. Um, and you know, we, uh, we ate things in my household that were, they were cost effective. I tell people I shopped at Ollie's before it was cool. And, um, you know, just that just wrenches my heart. It tears me apart because again, of a dad being a dad, um, that's, I just can't imagine. And, you know, when I look at that from the outside, um, that, that family, that family in general, I I know that those parents, I know they're not in a position where they're saying, I don't want to provide for my kid, you know? Right. And so uh, I, I know I'm kind of jumping off the rails here, but man, my heart is just tugging. It's just tugging because <laughs> the needs that we have in our community are so great. And, and what you guys do, and you're 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 touching hearts and and you're saving lives, and you're making differences in people's life, well through food, but it's so much deeper. Exactly, and that that's that's what fuels us all. At the end of the day, like you said earlier, it's a basic human right. It's a basic human need, um, and so to be able to provide food for our children um, is is crucial to us. You know, teachers are are absolute heroes and they're the ones that are in these schools identifying these these kiddos and these families that can benefit from this program and just hearing the stories that they share with us about you know kids finding food you know in in the school dumpsters and things like that that just it's it's so heartbreaking to hear and so um you know to take that that stress off of those families and and to make sure that they know at least their kids are getting properly fed and you know they're getting a good meal when they're at school and then they're they're not having to to hide you know snacks when they get home they've got a bag that's just for them mm-hmm. um to make sure that they're going to get something over the weekend 
you know, it really is. It, it's heartbreaking, and and it's it's one small piece of the puzzle of what we do at Second Harvest. But I'd I'd like to say it's a very big an important piece of that puzzle. Well, it, I mean, it is right. And let's face it. I mean, we've, um, pouring back into our youth, uh, is, is vital. It's vital to our communities. It's vital to our, our growth and stability, um, in our communities as well. And so again, I, I, I commend you for that because that is, that's amazing. Um, I want to ask, so if there's, if there's a, maybe a small business or an organization that's listening and they wanted to do a food drive, what are, what are the steps and what are the ways that they can actually set up to do a food drive to be able to help provide um, stables for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. We would love that. Um, You know, we'd love to know about it first. So I'd say the first Step is, is giving us a call at the food bank um, or reaching out to us on our website or any of our social media platforms. Uh, we'll get you a whole toolkit and we'll kind of walk you through the process. It's super easy. We'll get you a, a cardboard box that you can set up um, that, that's got all of the items that we need most on it. Um, but food drives are really simple, but they're a fun way to kind of get your your community and your immediate team together. And, and the food that, that's donated through those food drives goes immediately back into that community. You know, it, it, it comes to our warehouse and then we immediately give that back out. So that's kind of an instant impact way um, to provide for, for your East Tennessee community. So if, you know, you're out there listening and you've got some buddies that you want to pull together, it doesn't have to be a big deal, but, um, you know, every single bit helps. Any, anything that anyone is willing to donate to our food bank, we are extremely grateful for. And, and I'm going to go back. What give, give us the date of the uh, of double day, uh, double your donation day? Did you say that was the yeah. the sixth or the seventh? December seventh. Okay, and that'll December seventh. Six a.m. to seven p.m. So you've got all day to to think about us and to to pull that donation together. And you know, maybe if you want to challenge some of your friends, like I'm giving ten dollars because that's actually twenty dollars today. Um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a great day to do it, but yeah, December 7th, next Thursday, you know, and let's, I mean, if you're listening this morning, just, just think, uh, I can't imagine living to where my focus is, how am I going to eat? And, and there are many people in our community that, that that's what they're dealing with. That's their reality. And, you know, this is not a Christmas problem. This is not a Thanksgiving problem. This is an everyday problem. And there is, this is a huge way that you can impact um, Second Harvest Food Bank to just help provide for those needs of our, it's our community. It's our community. Mm. And to me, that's what I, you know, it's important to be able to help and serve our community um, where we work, live, breathe every single day. So remember, December the 7th, uh, double your donation day at Second Harvest Food Bank. You know what? Make it a challenge between you and your buddies. Make it a challenge in your circle of friends. Make it make it a challenge for your kids, right? It's important. I know it's important for me that my kids understand the value of, of supporting our communities and giving back. So I challenge you all. I challenge everybody listening this morning, find something, find a way to participate 
in Doubleday this year. Do you like do you like that Madison Doubleday? Do you think I mean that's kind of catchy, right? Yeah, yeah, I like it. You know, as the marketing manager, I'm right. I'm taking notes about some rebranding for this thing. You know, double year donations too wordy. I like double day. <laughs> double day, December seventh. Yeah, I mean, take your take that five dollar cup of coffee you were gonna buy, and you know, maybe make coffee at home that day, and and think of us instead. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, you can find them online secondharvestetn.org. That's secondharvestetn.org. Uh, December the 7th, double day. That's when you want to go there. There's a big button that says donate now. Perfect thing to do. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're, we're going to talk about some other programs other than just the kids. Um, that is a huge part, but there's so much more need besides just the youth and the kids here in our community. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those programs. Uh, again, Madison Harmon from Second Harvest Food Bank joining us, secondharvestetn.org. And we will be right back here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, and this morning I am speaking with Madison Harmon of Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, as I mentioned a few months back, we are we are going to make sure that once a month uh, that we focus on our local nonprofits that, well, you, you need to know about. Even if you're not in a position to be able to help financially, um, there's ways that you can help by volunteering, but... Even if the only way you can help is share the word, we want you to know about the needs of our community because our community is only as strong as the support that we can provide them. So, again, Madison Harmon of Second Harvest Food Bank. You can find them at secondharvestetn.org. That's secondharvestetn.org. Madison, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time this Saturday morning. So I, I know we spent a lot of time talking about uh, programs for the children, but you have a multiple. You have multiple programs. You've got what seven, seven, eight different feeding programs that you guys support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just the way that we get the food from point A to point B. Those are our programs. So we've got we, yeah seven, seven to eight of them. So we've talked a little bit um, for the kids, obviously. Um, we've talked about some of the pantries. What are some of the other um, vital programs that you guys really kind of fill in our community? Yeah, I would say our mobile distributions are what we call mobile pantries. Um, and essentially, it's just that. It's a mobile food pantry on wheels that goes out into the community, um, you know, into some of our more rural areas and just parks you know parks set up shop and you know for a couple of hours folks can drive through and get food loaded into their cars um you know that team over there is incredible i I say they're kind of like a chick-fil-a as well-oiled machine as possible when it comes to drive-throughs um they they make sure that they feed you know anywhere from four to five hundred families every single trip of those and we've got those going on almost every single day of the week so, you know, if you're not able to get out to a food pantry, you're not able to visit our food bank, 
Um, we've got food pantries on wheels these days. Um, you know, if the pandemic did anything for us. It taught us some efficiency when it comes to getting the food out in some creative ways. And so uh, our, our mobile pantries are really a vital, vital program to some of those communities. Yeah. Well, and if you're listening today and you're like, you know, you're, you're in a position, you need help. There's somebody, you know, that needs help. Uh, go to secondharvestetn.org. There is a tab, get help on the website. And it, and it talks about how you can take advantage of the multiple programs that are offered. Obviously there's a contact uh, button, um, but there is a calendar of the mobile distributions that are going on. Um, there is also a link that if you just need to find a food pantry and you're able to get there, um, there is you can search by county and find the nearest food pantry to you um, to be able to help. So, uh, you know, it's amazing to think about the impact that the mobile pantries have uh, in our communities because obviously um, it, it, at those point in time, it, I think one of the biggest issues is is getting to where the help is, right? And and you guys, mm-hmm. you guys have taken a stance and said, hey, we're going to we're going to bring the help to you. And and that is I mean, that's amazing. Exactly. You know, it stemmed out of a, a county that had only two food pantries in it, but had a lot more folks that than the, those two food pantries could serve. So we started going in there monthly with one of these, you know, just tractor trailers full of produce and shelf stable foods. Um and made sure that that county was being taken care of. And, and now that's a that's a staple over there in, in Granger County and some of our more, you know, rural outlying counties that, you know, you think of Knox and, and Blunt County, there's, there's cities there, there's, there's neighborhoods, there's a lot more infrastructure. But when you get out into some of that more rural area, it's a little harder to, uh, to find folks. And mm-hmm. so we really try to make sure that we're accessible in those areas um, as possible. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's just—I mean, just so amazing that you just—you just bring the help to them. So, uh, one of the other things I do want to talk about a little bit is it, it, your your food rescue. Um, tell tell our listeners what what is food rescue, and tell us how important that is to you guys at Second Harvest Food Bank. Sure. Man, our food rescue team, they are all superheroes. I've got to say that. These guys are out on the road six days a week. They're going to your grocery stores, your restaurants, your food distributors, and they're taking any food that, you know, Scott, you or I as consumers at the grocery store, oh, that apple's got a bruise on it. I don't want that one. I want the pretty one next to it. Well, that bruised apple is still perfectly great to eat. Um, Or, you know, there's a a bag of lettuce that is about to expire that hasn't expired yet, but those grocery stores take that stuff off the shelves so quickly. So what our food rescue program does is they essentially go rescue all of that food that would otherwise be thrown away. Um, There is so much food waste on this planet um, and and so much here in in our community. So the food rescue team goes out and they collect all of that food. And it immediately goes into one of our partner agencies and immediately into the homes of our East Tennessee neighbors so that it doesn't take any more time sitting on a shelf anywhere or sitting in a refrigerator or a freezer or anything. That food gets distributed immediately to those neighbors in need. Um, And last year alone, we rescued more than 10 million pounds of food 
that would otherwise have been discarded. So I think that program is really cool um, and, you know, pretty unique when you think of how to get food out to folks. That's a huge way we're able to get, you know, meat and produce and dairy and things like that out to our community members um, is by rescuing it. It's just by making sure that it gets into the right hands at the right time. You know, just just sitting here listening to you, <clears throat> I just had an amazing idea. And my family, I'm, I'm, I, I literally, I just sent a text to, to my family. <laughs> I got a great idea that we're going to start in my family because you're right. We waste so much food. We throw so much food away in, in, in America. It, it's, it is ridiculous. So, uh, here's my great idea and I'm going to institute this starting in my family. I'm going to start it today that we're going <laughs> to, we're going to keep track of how much food that we throw away. And the amount of food that we throw away, we're going to take a bag of food and donate it to the Second Harvest Food Bank in replenishment for the food that we've wasted. Um, I love that. I think that's a wonderful idea. I, I mean, it's it, it's just a simple way. I can just imagine we probably I, I don't even I, I don't even want to admit it, but we probably throw away at least half a garbage bag full of food every week. You know, between I mean, and most humans do. It's, it's just the world we live in. It's kind of how we've been primed growing up here, and and it's it's crazy to think about. But yeah, I think that's a wonderful. I think you'd be very surprised how much just you individually, um, you know, your family, how much is, is wasted. You know, it and uh, I mean, I'm again, I'm a dad, I, and and I'm older, so I, I grew up from the lineage of you clean your plate. Um, and you know, there's, there's pros and cons to that, right? The biggest thing that hopefully we'll learn from that is only put as much as you feel you need to eat on your plate, right? You can go back for more, but the, the thing about that is just, just knowing that there are so many people in our community who they don't even have that opportunity. They don't, right? they're not even putting enough on their plate. To have any, to have to have somebody say, "Hey, you got to clean your plate," you know, um, it, it's it's food responsibility. And um, man Almighty, you, I mean, just sitting here listening to you makes me just more aware. Uh, and, and that's, you know, what that, I, that's that's the point for making sure that we have our nonprofits um, here on the air for our listeners to listen to because. I'm just like everybody listening. I, I, you know, you're you're touching hearts of not just mine, but I'm sure other listeners. Um, and and so there you go. If you're listening, there's a great opportunity, a great way for you and your family to help give back. So um, and exactly. And if you know someone who runs a restaurant locally, you know, get them in contact with us with with Second Harvest. We're, we'd be more than happy to to you know, if you know anyone that runs a you know mom and pop grocery store, it's no one is too big or too small to work with. Um, you know, we're, we'd love to partner with anyone who, who's listening. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The easiest way to get in contact, just simply go to secondharvestetn.org. That's secondharvestetn.org. There is contact us links. You can email. You can call. There is a multitude of ways that you can get in touch <clears throat> with Second Harvest Food Bank to be able to help 
And, well, you know, find a way that you can help support our communities through making sure that they've got a meal, um, making sure that they've got something to eat, not just through the holidays, but every day, because it is a need that continues to grow. And as we know, you know what, our, our, our paychecks, our dollars just don't go as far as they did. Inflation is... Hey man, it's had a huge impact in the last year and a half in particular, um, the increase of our inflation. And, you know, just imagine if you had to choose between paying the electric bill or putting food on the table. So let's help. Let's do what we can. We are up against a break. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, uh, Madison is going to just help tell us how you can continue to help and what their needs are. Obviously food, obviously donations, but people is another part of that. So come back, stay tuned with us right here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, and we are in our final segment for the day. I hope that you have enjoyed our program this morning. Um, we're, we're just, we need to make sure that we do our part. And the best thing that we can do, and the best way that we can do that is shine a light on our local nonprofits and local organizations and, and just do our part to shine a light on the needs of our community. And quite frankly, Madison Harmon is my guest here the second hour from Second Harvest Food Bank. And and just the need that they fulfill is is absolutely amazing. But the problem is, is it continues to grow. And every time they do a push to get more donations, there's more donations needed. Um, so, Madison, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, I, just tell our listeners... What are what are the easiest ways and the best ways to be able to help support you guys? Uh, obviously, through the holiday season, the the need increases. But just in general, what what's the easiest and best ways? Sure, I mean a dollar goes a, a long way these days at our food bank. Um, you know, we're still able to provide one dollar or uh, three meals for every one dollar that comes in. You know, I, I can't feed myself for a dollar a day, but. Uh, our food bank's buying power and, and how financially responsible we are. And, um, you know, we make sure that 96 cents of every single dollar that comes into Second Harvest Food Bank goes right back out. And the other five, I joke, is just to keep the lights on and the trucks on the road. Um, and so really, you know, making it a monetary gift during this holiday season goes immediately into action. Those funds allow us to go purchase more and more foods and have more trucks come into our warehouse so that that food can be sorted and evaluated and then go right back out into the community. Um, and with our double year donation day coming up on December 7th, that's the best way to make your impact. You know, that your gift's going to go twice as far on DYD. So if you give a dollar, that's actually giving $2 on, on DYD. Yeah, there you go. Right. It formerly, formerly known DYD, now known as Double Day. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> oh, right. We went through some rebranding. Yeah, it's Double Day now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, it, you know, and as I alluded to and mentioned before um, the, the last break, you know, this time of year with the winter months coming, 
look, when it's hot outside, okay, you can you can suffer through and and deal with the heat. You know, uh, I grew up that way that many a times it was hot and we had a little window air conditioning unit and you know hey it is what it is uh but when it's cold that's that is a different story you you can't live when it's freezing you've got to have some heat and unfortunately there are many people in our community that are faced with the decision to shrimp back on the heat uh or or eat so you know betterly known uh, I, I know you you, you kind of coined it as heat or eat but um let's face it that's that's a reality so if you're listening and the heat's running in your house i just want you to think that for one dollar you can provide three meals on any day but on double day you can provide six meals for that dollar december the 7th you know, I, that's one thing I, I think that I have learned in life is that we have to just be honest and real about what are happening. And so if if listening this morning is tugged on your heartstrings, I'm glad it's supposed to because there is huge needs in our community. And there are so many things that we can do just a little. If everybody just did a little Imagine the impact that would make if our community would step up and give back to support into our communities. The impact that would make is phenomenal. And I'm just asking you, find a way, find a way. If you were listening in in the previous segment, I, you know what? The brainstorm came to me, my family, we're going to, we're going to give back to the second harvest food bank as much food as we throw away. And, and I challenge you to do the, do the same. There's many things that you can do. So, uh, Madison, obviously, food and finance is is a big part, but you couldn't make any of this happen without volunteers, could you? That is so true. We've got uh, two different shifts of volunteers just about every single day of the week except for Sundays. Um, you know, our, our volunteers allow us to to do the work, actually. They're the ones sorting the food, packing the food, uh, they're at the mobile pantries. They're the ones putting the food in the cars. Um, you know, we're for being a large organization, we're actually a really small team. We've only got about 55 employees um, to serve all 18 counties of East Tennessee. So we really rely heavily on volunteers. Um, and, and it's fun. You know, it's, it's a great way to get a group of friends together, get your family together. Uh, we've got volunteer shifts in our warehouse in Maryville, just past the airport. But we also have options out on the road, so we can meet you in your community, um, and you can help at one of our mobile pantries. Um, you know, the the holidays are a great time to think about giving back. And so, if if you're listening to this this morning, you know, we really rely on our volunteers. They really help us from from having to hire additional additional volunteers. So our volunteers are the lifeline of our organization. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what? Maybe maybe financially, you're not in a position to be able to help. Maybe maybe you're struggling to keep food on your pantry shelves. Hey, I get it. I get it. But you know what? The need far exceeds just money or just the food. You can just help. You can just be a part and help support the need of getting things taken care of. Um <clears throat> Madison, I I got about thirty seconds here for you. 
what is it? What's the very last thing you want our listeners to hear today? I just I want everyone to know that you know Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee is here to serve this amazing East Tennessee community. Um, you know, when we ask for help, our our community members tend to step up, and we're incredibly grateful for that. We will never stop operating. We will fight till the till the you know hunger is no longer a problem in this community. Um, and so I just thank you so much for letting us have this platform today. And just want to remind folks that you know think of us on December seventh. Go to secondharvestetn.org or give us a call at eight six five two four three eight two two seven. And we'd love to to double your donation on that day. Um, But if any day during this holiday season, you think of your East Tennessee neighbors, I hope you think of Second Harvest Food Bank. Thank you so much, Madison, for joining us this morning. Hey, if you've missed part of the show and you want to hear it again, you can go to where you find your favorite podcast. Just search for Around the House with Scott Brokamp. I want to thank my guests this morning, Chris Albrecht with Rees Across America and the United Veterans Council of East Tennessee and Madison Harmon from Second Harvest Food Bank. Remember, December 7th, double day. Go to uh, secondharvestetn.org. Thank you for listening and supporting the nonprofits featured on this episode. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services by B Media Savvy. Tune in next week and we'll talk with a couple of experts about entertaining for the holidays. In the meantime, enjoy some quality time around the house today.